Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And you know what got me started? What made sure my voice got out there? It was Anchor. And why did I choose Anchor to host my podcast? Well, easy. It was free. And they have all these amazing tools built right into the app. So it's really easy to get started and get your voice out there. And the best part, they make sure to distribute your podcast everywhere it needs to go. Like Apple, Google, Spotify, and so much more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Listening to Musings of a Millennial Muslim with Freeney. Episode 3 Girl Boss. I like to think of myself as a girl boss, and all women can be bosses in their own way. Whether we're the boss of the kitchen or a Fortune 500 company, it's our domain. It's where we have ownership, we thrive, we control. What I do hear a lot of people saying is, hey, wait a minute, but aren't Muslim women supposed to stay at home and not learn or work because it's against your religion? If that statement were true, then we would have a problem because there are so many Muslim women who work not just locally, but nationally and internationally. There are Muslim women in all walks of life, more so now than ever. It's unfortunate that many non-Muslims assume that Muslim women are just second-class citizens, nothing more than childbearing cattle meant to be hidden away, that they are not allowed equal opportunity, that they are not allowed equal opportunity to be educated and be a contributing member of society. I'm not here to bash on the news, but it seems that a lot of these misconceptions are perpetuated by the media. And I don't mean just the 24-hour news. This encompasses social media as well. Because of the unfortunate and unfair ways that some countries have decided to treat women, it is assumed that this is due to Islamic law. On the contrary, there are many hadith, which are prophetic sayings, encouraging the seeking of knowledge that have led numerous Muslim women in history to become scholars, writers, and teachers of both men and women. The assumption that Muslim women do not deserve an education or the opportunity to work is more of a cultural issue rather than an actual religious issue. Because, surprise, there are no verses in the Quran that actually forbid women from working. In fact, it's totally the opposite. Islam even highlights that everyone should seek knowledge. The first word that was revealed to Prophet Muhammad when he went into the cave and got enlightenment, the first word revealed was read, which is directed at both men and women. How is it possible that this religion is telling you to read and then be against educating women? And before you assume it, the word read is not only used in the context of reading Quran, which is important, of course. It's a generalized statement that read because reading will help you gain knowledge, because needing will force you to gain knowledge. That go out, read, learn, educate yourself. Islam firmly believes in education and the right to educate, regardless of gender. To explain this culture clash, you have to understand that most of the countries that don't allow girls the right to an equal education do so as a means to keep control. The justification is that if an, the justification is that if you educate a girl, then as she learns and opens her mind, by default she will assume herself to be open to and capable of anything. If she is educated, she'll start talking back to men and she won't make a good wife because she will neglect her duties of house and children. This inclination of to control this inclination to control is the crux of the problem. And let me put this out there. This is not an Islamic country problem. Hell, it isn't even a Muslim problem. The rights of girls and women to an education is something that is denied in many countries 
regardless of which religion they follow. Islam says that everyone, regardless of gender, should seek knowledge and education. The Prophet Muhammad even said in one of his hadith that seeking knowledge is mandatory for every Muslim. What's the key word there? Muslim. It does not say man, woman, or child. It simply says every Muslim. In fact, most people don't know this, but the Prophet Muhammad's first wife, Lady Khadija, was a businesswoman even before she married the Prophet. Khadija was a wealthy tradeswoman, the richest woman in Mecca at the time, who exported goods as far away as Syria. To manage her large business, she had several employees, both men and women. At the time for a woman, at the time for a woman to be able to do that meant you have a high level of understanding and wisdom. Yes, she did inherit the family business, but to keep it successful and profitable, she still had an education. But why is this misinterpretation there, specifically that Muslim women cannot learn and work? Where is the media getting this idea from? Who are they seeing? Well, it's actually us Muslims also who are partly to blame for this because of the image we portray. For example, until recently when the law was changed, Saudi Arabia was known for its ban on women driving. And that law just never made any sense to me. It is so basic, so you can presume a country that will not allow women to get from point A to point B on their own would most likely be taking their rights away would most likely be taking their rights elsewhere as well. Up until the past five to eight years, women could not vote, hold office, get an education if their guardian did not allow it. This was changed and the number of female graduates, parliament officials and literacy jumped up. In Afghanistan, the Taliban controls women to such a degree that there are multiple human rights violations on them. Afghan women were forced to wear Afghan women are forced to wear the burqa at all times in public because according to Taliban law, the face of a woman is a source of corruption for men not related to them. In a systematic segregation sometimes referred to as a gender apartheid, women were not allowed to work, they were not allowed to be educated after the age of eight, and until then they were only permitted to study the Quran. Women seeking an education were forced to attend underground schools where they and their teachers risked execution if caught. They were not allowed to be treated by male doctors unless accompanied by a male chaperone, which led to illnesses remaining untreated. They, they faced public flogging and execution for violations of the Taliban's laws. The Taliban still continues this barbaric treatment of women to this day. This treatment is un-Islamic. Sadly, Islam seems to be the only religion actively being used to suppress women, even though women have so many equal rights in Islamic law. You have to keep in mind that when the religion of Islam was forming some 1400 years ago, like most other religions, women had a much different standing. Prophet Muhammad came at a time when Arab society, like so many other patriarchal societies at that time, was rife with abhorrent practices against girls. He preached Islam, liberating women and girls in every walk of life, education being a prime aspect. According to a paper by Islamic Relief, a charity organization which supports education programs throughout the Muslim world, Girls' education in particular has been shown to have substantial economic and social benefits. Studies have shown that communities with a high proportion of educated mothers have less health problems. They thrive. Kind of proving and solidifying the idea that if a girl is educated and starts working, it is better for society as a whole. Another layer to this control issue is that women who have an education need not work. Yes, as silly as that sounds, there are those who would like their daughters or daughters-in-law to have an awesome education, PhD, medical degree, whatever, and then not use it. 
Because the thought is that if she is earning, then she can decide what to do with her money. She will earn more and make her spouse feel less than. She will neglect her husband, home, and kids. And finally, if she's in the workforce, then she is a temptress. Interestingly, Islam has rules in place for both men and women. Rules of workplace engagement, if you were, which is comparable to any professional conduct rules in today's work environments all over the world. For example, Islam says that in a work environment, a man must not look at a woman with lust or have any physical contact, which is similar to the standard practices encouraged by the workplace anyways. There are many more, but each can be an episode on its own. Please don't fall for the misconceptions based on it mis please don't fall for the misconceptions based on misinterpretations. Islam is a religion that loves education and being learned. I just hope this hijack of the religion ends and all women have a right to be educated and work. I know lots of women who have been working, contributing and earning for many years with no issue. It's funny how in America we are still discussing the glass ceiling, how in our history we haven't had a female president. And then you have Pakistan, where Benazir Bhutto was elected as their first female prime minister in 1988, more than 30 years ago. Incredible. And even more astonishing is that for almost three decades, Bangladeshi politics have been dominated by Khada Zia and Sheikh Hasina. They have been the only people to serve as prime ministers since 1991, who just keep getting re-elected. These are just two of many examples. And yes, both Pakistan and Bangladesh are Muslim countries. We're also catching up though, so let's not forget that. We have Ilhan Omar and Rashida Talib in the House of Representatives, and just recently Virginia elected Ghazala Hashmi, its first Muslim woman, as a state senator. And even more recently, the city of Cambridge has its first American Muslim female mayor, Ms. Sumbul Siddiqui. This is amazing. I hope this helps you understand that if Islam had rulings to forbid women from being educated and working, then all the powerhouse women mentioned above would not be in existence. Women the world over need to continue to break barriers and make their voices heard and advocate for better education, better jobs, and better pay. And us Muslim women have to carry a little bit extra to show that Islam is all for education and learning and that we too matter. Thank you everyone for listening. Take care. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at M3Freeny. That's M3FREENI. Email us at M3Freeny at gmail.com.